All right. Welcome back from a little break to Everyday People Elite Conversations. Marcus, how are we doing today? I'm not bad. We've had a sabbatical, haven't we? Yeah, we sparkle. Thinking about things uh, to try and grow this podcast. No, uh, it's been good. Um, recently, work's been really busy, so um, it's just picking up on that. And again, priority wise, yeah, we've both I think had for most of us, like this time of year for most PTs, you know, coming from September, October, November does tend to be pretty busy. Um, that like back to school attitude of everyone wanting to like do stuff, so probably why we've both been like you say prioritizing things in certain ways yeah we had we had a podcast we did remember i think it was episode like near the start and mm-hmm. um, me and blair talked about like the knuckle down period between mm-hmm. you know october to december and as blair said it's that knuckle down period where people it's like that awkward gap like what do i do between now and december um yeah. in order to get where i want to be in january so yeah, um, in terms of today, uh, myself and Blair thought we'd talk about something that will relate to probably a lot of people, um, and that is injury. So it will relate to me a lot more than Blair at this current moment. Touch wood, Blair doesn't go <laughs> through any injuries. <laughs> um, but myself, I can truthfully go from my standpoint and say it's played a huge part in where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of client perspective in terms of people i know i know a lot of people that are injured at the moment um and i know a lot of people that don't do anything about it and which is completely fine that's not a bad thing but i know a lot of people that adapt what they do in order to um be self-sufficient and train while having that injury so what we're going to do is have a quick chat about it um so if Blair goes first and he talks about his injury because mine's like a freaking Bible, I could go on. This is a series. <laughs> um, Blair won't open his mouth when I go when I open mine uh, for the next twenty minutes. But yeah, if Blair goes first, he'll talk about his and probably from a client perspective as well and a coach perspective. Uh, yeah. we can quite dip into that. Yeah, no, for sure. I think for me, it's it was it was interesting as you said. Like uh, you know, I've I've probably been half half lucky. Ha- in a way to not have got injured as as much as other people because i think like there's always part of it that is down to luck which is being in the wrong position especially in sport being in the wrong position at the wrong time the wrong thing happens so sometimes you just cannot control it but i think for me it was maybe i was lucky in that sense but then i actually got injured snowboarding <laughs> um, i was on the uni ski trip and i obviously fell but i fell forward and just the way i landed on my back just was not good um and then I remember immediately I stood up from that fall and I was like, hmm, something feels different in my back. Like I, I, couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't even, I wouldn't, I didn't even know how to verbalize it, but I was like, there's something doesn't feel the same as it did before this fall. But at the same time, I, me- I remember thinking, I was like, well, I can stand up and I don't feel like I can't snowboard down this mountain. So it can't be that fucking bad. Like I've not broken my back. Otherwise I would be in agony. So like, I was like, it can't be that bad. So I didn't really like, kind of, it was always in the back of my mind for the rest of that trip. And then I was like, right. And then especially after the journey, because this was a uni ski trip, right? So we didn't fly there. We fucking got the bus from Aberdeen to the Alps. <laughs> so it was a long ass journey home. And then that just sitting on a bus was not the best thing for my back for that long. I remember there, I was like, right, this is really like uncomfortable and painful. Um, But I didn't do anything about it. I just thought, you know what? It's like classic, like, 
I feel like a young young person mentality, oh, it'll just get better. Uh, and then didn't play rugby for like two, three months, didn't really train. And then, yeah, just it wasn't getting any better. Then I'll start trying to go to the gym again, start trying to play rugby a bit more. And it was like, it was never so bad that I felt like I couldn't do anything. So I think in a way, if it was worse, it would have been better because it probably would have pushed me on to do something about it. But because it was like just about manageable, I then didn't really feel like I needed to do anything. I was like, oh, like it's not affecting me completely, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> so anyway, I think ultimately though, that's probably what put me in the direction of even of like taking my training more seriously and getting stronger and then ultimately getting so into it that I wanted to become a coach in the first place. Because when I eventually, I remember I was like standing in the kitchen one day and it was literally, it was getting to the point where like, I remember I was like bending over to like get something out of the cupboard. And I was like, why is this so painful? And I was like 22 at the time. I was like, I'm 22. I shouldn't be in this much pain bending over to get a plate out of the cupboard. <laughs> Basic movements, everyday movements. Literally, literally. So I was like, this, this isn't right. So eventually I was like, right, I need to do something. So I started going to physio. And then luckily we had a family friend that was um like a, a kind of NHS physio. So I kind of got bumped up the list for MRI, got all that done. Turned out it was, it wasn't crazy, but it was, I'd, I'd crushed one of my discs uh, in my, in my lower back. And there's not really too much they could do about it. But the main takeaway was like, I, I was actually just really weak. So when I started doing, especially I was doing a lot of Pilates at the time as well to help. And I just, the, the mind muscle connection to between me activating my core, my glutes, my hamstrings was just useless. Like I just could not do it. Like there was literally, I'd be lying on the table, right? Squeeze your glutes. I'd be like, how do I do that? Like I couldn't even fathom in my head how to do it. So then start going to the gym more, learn how to like strength train properly and literally realized I was so weak. I remember trying to do a deadlift with like 40 kilos and it was like sore on my back. And I was like, why is this so difficult? Seeing like some, some guy next to me who looks like he was about 15, you know, I'm about 20 kilos heavier than him and he's doing like a hundred something kilo. I'm like, why can't I, I should be able to do it. It didn't make sense to me. But I might, that might have been your, that might have been your snap moment where you're like, I need to do something here. Literally, literally. So this is like after this is literally like the first time I was like properly training. But again, this whole process, I feel like if I if I could go back and do it, and this is what I say to clients now as well, is like if you feel an injury or something coming on, like just there's no point in delaying it. You may as well go and get it checked out. Like sometimes we know, okay, it's just a little something. We can wait a week and it will be probably be fine. Like you can kind of make a judgment call on that. But if it's persisting for more than a week and it's to the point where you're thinking about it before you go and train, you just, there's no harm in going to get it checked out. And I always say like, if you do have something wrong, it's, it come it goes full circle for me in a way. I think it's like, it's so easy to then just give up on everything else mm. and then be like, oh, all right, well, there's no point in trying to stick to like a good diet. There's no point in even doing anything in the gym. If I can't do this, like it's pointless. I'm just going to stop and give up. And like, now nah, there's probably is so many other things that you can do. And granted it's harder when you can't do the things that you want to do in training or like, let's say you actually can't train for like two weeks. It is sometimes hard to like stay on top of your nutrition in that case, if you're not used to it, but all in all, I always think there's always something we can do. Mm -hmm. No, like I think just I remember a point you said a couple of minutes ago, you got to a stage where it was like, I can actually probably still do stuff, mm. but 
I'm still thinking about it in the back of my head. So for you, it would be like, it's not that bad. I can probably carry on. Yeah. In that moment, that's probably the most important part to like the story, like the yeah. jigsaw in that case, because if you sorted it in that moment, you probably wouldn't have been where you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, but that's hindsight, isn't it? Like we all, yeah, exactly. we all go through that. I went through a stage I shouldn't have gone to bloody turf games in January this year. You know, well, yeah. you remember I was sat on the train on the way back. Well, not sat, I was stood up for four hours yeah. <laughs> on, the way, on the way back from London because, you know, my back was that sore. Like yeah. I could not sit down. So, yeah, these are all things that are great in hindsight, but I think you learn from them. And I think from like, it's just processes. You learn from these things and then you're like, right, next time I'm not going to be like a fucking idiot and put mm. myself through that, I'm going to nip it in the bud. As you said there, yeah. you say it to your clients, like if you get a pain and it persists, and then you start to take that pain and be like, well, I'm going to take that into my training and oh, you're going to be conscious of it, yeah, that's yeah, when you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You, you don't want to get to that stage. Have you got any clients at the moment that are currently like tweaks, injuries? I think there's always, they're like, usually there's always somebody with something. Whether it's like it is something really small, where it's like a little tweak of something, or they feel like they've been like even just like not like severe stiffness, but they're just feeling quite sore, things like that. I think there's always something there, but as well, I think it's it's always a good. Sometimes it's not a, not a good thing, but it's a sign of where we need to work on. Yeah. So like for a lot of people, you know, especially like a lower back thing. Um, I remember I had a client recently who said they had him doing back extensions and he's like oh i feel like my back really like seizes up doing back extensions and then my thought process as well you know okay we'll reduce the volume because we don't want to do so much and so much volume on it that that happens but it probably is a good sign that your lower back isn't very strong and it doesn't have much endurance there so it's probably something that we should work on so like if they do get something happen like that i will always think okay it's a sign that we do need to keep working on it maybe i just because I, you know, this was a fairly new client. Like I didn't know you well enough as a person yet. I maybe over prescribed volume for that area, but then we just take it back a little bit so that we're not quite hitting the the point where it's sore. But I also know what he means. I've had that before. Doing a lot of back extensions and your lower back, your lower back pump is not enjoyable. It's not, <laughs> like, it's not enjoyable. You're telling me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. So you know, like things like that, and then I'm. Um, got someone else at the moment who um you know like a knee a knee thing he actually just completed uh like a massive walk for a chat kind of where it was like he walked from somewhere um it was like a hundred miles over four days basically all on foot over over hills and stuff so like it, one of his knees is you know understandably i think it's just pretty sore right now so we're just kind of focusing on her body stuff but that's a good point right is that if you can't do certain things as we said there probably is other things that you can do that are going to help even if it's nothing to do with the injury even if it's like a mental thing like i know for me if i couldn't if i, if my, if I had a knee problem and i couldn't train lower body i would still want to do something well even even if that was going to you know something and taking your mind off or it is it is literally going to a space where you know you can in this case exert energy in a yeah. different way you yeah, know if yeah. i if i had a broken like you know, I've injured my shoulder. If I've injured my shoulder, I'm going to try my best to do lower body. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, and adapt it to, you know, my means in that case, in that situation. Like, it does suck. But I think, you know, going on your point there as well, like, when they do hit that stage of, 
injury is really important as well. The benefits of having a coach is yeah. that's that's fine because I've got all the power to give you stuff that you can do. Yeah, and I, yeah, it's easy to fall in that trap of yeah. you know down in the dumps. Oh, the whole world's against me. Like you're you're actually okay. You've only got <laughs> you you know you've only injured one part. Yeah, 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 and I think it's like exactly that. It's so easy to then write off and say, "Oh no, I can't do anything," or you know, I've had so many people come to me before saying, "You know, yeah, I'm, I'm quite often I'll get a sore sore back," and then it's like, "Well, what have you been doing?" And then I look at what they've been doing, and it's like, "Well, no wonder you have a sore back." Like, look at the way you're deadlifting, <laughs> something like that. Do you know what I mean? The way and look at the amount and look at the yeah. volume. Yeah, and it's like they won't they won't train for like. Oh, 10 days and then next first day back they're like maxing out their fucking deadlift again <laughs> spine busters and i'm like dude like no wonder you're not able to train for yeah. 10 days after all this like so anyway i think there's always going to be you know if, if you don't know what you don't know in a sense as well like i mean this is exact this this was exactly me so i'm not saying this like from like a high horse position like this was exactly me like i didn't know that i the training routine I had was dog shit. <laughs> like, that like what I was doing just was not serving me and for any like real functional performance wise purpose mm-hmm. uh, and, until it happened and until I started to learn more. And then I kind of started digging in and I was like, oh, like that's when you start realizing, all right, there's all this stuff that I don't know about that probably is actually going to be really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what about yourself then? Like obviously you've had a, as I said, a, a series of injuries. So let's just, let's <laughs> just be like... <laughs> Let's just dip into like I've I've missed out on a lot of things. So like I injured myself at school, um my ankle, so I missed you know, I missed out on Murrayfield, like that you know, the biggest thing, the Scottish yeah. Cup final. When you were at school you thought like that was the pinnacle. Like, you know, rugby school, playing rugby at Murrayfield, the yeah, final, yeah. missed out on that, and then the next year I injured my shoulder and then I missed out on it again. Like that is honestly br- like from that must school. have been almost harder to take the second time. The, the second time, like the first time I shouldn't have, I mean, I got put on the bench and I got put on, but I wasn't able to like, like I had more tape on my body than the fucking physio had in her bag. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second time I uh, tried my best and it just did like I, time was against me. But these are things like grand scheme of things. I'm 25 now. They're not big things. I've probably learned a lot from them. Yeah. But yeah. occasion wise, at, at the time, you are absolutely gutted. Like these yeah. are, I mean, you can relate as well. Like at my age now, if I miss out on an event and stuff, it's not the end of the world. It'll happen again, but that's not going to happen again. That's what I was more frustrated about. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah. You can't go back to the under 18s. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the pinnacle of your schoolboy career. <laughs> um, and then I left school. Um, actually injury free for a while, which was really nice. Was playing rugby, um, and then I was playing in a, like a social sevens tournament. I didn't want to play. I got drafted in like literally last minute. I was against. It. I was like, no, because what happens if I get injured? Uh, I was going to Amsterdam and Stockholm for sevens, uh, like invitation, uh, for a team, and then. I was like, nah, what happens if I get injured? I got injured. I ruptured my uh, cruciate ligament in my knee. So, uh, yeah, that was a I fun one. like a small injury. Either. It's like... <laughs> my um, last 20 seconds of the last game. Yeah, that was that was great fun. Great fun. Um, and then what happened was 
nine months, all good. But tapping into like more what people can learn from this nine months, that nine months was the most intense rehab I have ever gone through. Yeah. Um, and it actually, it's funny because you go through that intense rehab and now you don't have an issue. I have never had an issue with my knee since, yeah. you know? So it it, it kind of does show if you actually sort the issue and nip it in the bud, look after it, you'll actually be probably okay 99% of the time. Um, and that's like what you wish you probably did with your back at the time. You wish you nipped it in the bud at the time and then you wouldn't be where you were. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of people though. They just kind of half arse it. Yeah. Um, I would put like all my cards in one hand and just play it um, at yeah. the time. Um, I didn't have one issue. And then, you know, I went to New Zealand. I t- was testing my knee out uh, in a training game and then I uh, did my AC joint. So that was three months out. So I was testing to see if my knee was okay, but then I popped my shoulder out. Uh, I knew instantly as well. That's three months. So that was interesting. <laughs> and then after that, uh, I came back for a couple games and then I had a small tear in my other cruciate ligament in my knee. Um, my same cruciate ligament, my PCL, but in my left knee. So three games into the season. And that was eight weeks out, eight to nine weeks, eight to 10 weeks out. So then you think, here, the world is against me. (laughs) So like I've been through it thick and thin, um, especially when you're in New Zealand as well. I missed out on uh, the semi-final. You know, I didn't get, you know, I didn't get picked. I wasn't playing. So I can't can't expect me to, you know, get to that (laughs) level. So, and then I came home, played uni rugby, injured my back. Um, and ever since then, it's one of those issues that it's really hard to sort your back to get it back to 100%. But what you can do, as you said, like you can learn so much. I have learned so much about my current injury and my back through other coaches, yeah. through the use of, as you said, learning how to use your rib cage, your glutes, learning how to breathe properly. Like yeah. I can put what I've learned when I'm in, when I have been injured, and put it onto my clients, put yeah, it onto, yeah, yeah. put it onto fellow like coaches and mates, and be like, here, you need to hone in on this yeah. with your client. Like back pain is all good, like it happens, but it gets um, as soon as you feel okay, as you said, you feel 100, percent then you go back to square one. As mm. soon as you go back, it's because you've not sorted the issue; you're just masking the pain. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is the hard thing, but you know, I've been through it thick and thin. And I think the main thing for me is resilience. It's built up huge resilience. Um, from a coaching standpoint, I think that's what got me into coaching too. Mm-hmm. Like I have learned how to coach myself through, you know, and a point in, you know, my injury where I'm like, I need to take ownership here and just fucking battle through. Um, you probably got to that point too, and it's when you probably looked at that guy beside you and you're like, "Here, I need to make a change, and I, I need <laughs> to sort, I need to sort something out." For me, it was probably the moment when I did my back and I couldn't like get out of my bed. I was like, "Yeah, this is not fun. This is not cool." So, mm. um, things take a long time. Like, it's not like last time I did things that I wanted to train and enjoyed myself was January this year. So. Um, you know, I sometimes think that like things take a long time, but I mean, you can probably say with more certainty than me, but I also think that 
if you like kind of like what you said, if you do it properly and you fix it, then after it's been fixed, fixed for a year and you've trained as normally for a year and you're back to enjoying it, at that point in time, you're not thinking, God, I wasted that whole year. You're thinking, Absolutely. I'm glad I fixed it properly. Yeah. And then like you're, you know, really that that time it took for you to rehab, prehab, whatever, like it's you're probably gonna look back and think, Yeah, it was worth it. I think I think and it's going to be a drop in the ocean compared to like what you see, you've, what you've got in front of you. Yeah, totally, bro. Like you've hit the nail on the head. Bang on. I like, I can't even expand on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like looking back, I'm thinking like, I'm so glad I've been through those things. Cause I'm like, my shoulders are completely fine. Now. Yeah. My mobility is absolutely shit. <laughs> I, I move like an 80 year old man in one of my shoulders, but like they were actually okay. My back were getting there. But mm-hmm. I've actually, as bad as it sounds, I've enjoyed the process of having this injury because it looks yeah. like I'm fine to the naked eye. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not like people aren't like feeling sorry for me. I'm not in crutches. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I just knuckle down, get on with it. Yeah, yeah. Resilience is like through the roof at the moment. Yeah. But I now like it's like get given targets. So for me, it's like I'm looking forward. I'm going to compete in a competition in February. I'm going to do high rocks. Are you going to do high rocks or what? Yeah. So I'm going to do high rocks with my client. So like. I got the green light from my coach yeah. um, that I can do that. So nice. I think setting targets as well is really key. Knowing yeah. timelines don't just like, for me, I wasn't obsessed with timelines at the start, but at the moment I'm like, I'm at a stage now where my progression is like mental. Yeah. So when you're going good is probably when you're more, um, what's the word? When you're feeling good during an injury, is where you're more likely to make a mistake in your rehab yeah, process. Places. You'll get, you'll be like, I'm feeling on top of the world, and then you'll do something stupid, and then you'll be brought back down a notch. Yeah. So, um, you just, need, I just need to be careful. I think, like with anyone during an injury, just be careful. Like, don't be a fanny. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> like, genuinely, like, there's a point in time where I was feeling awesome, and then a couple weeks ago, I, you know, tweaked it, and I. I shit myself. I was like, oh no, back to square one. But again, nothing's linear. Nothing's yeah, yeah, linear. Yeah. You can relate that to normal life as well. Like work life, anything, nothing is linear. You're going to come up and down, up and down. So it's about trying to even out that line as flat as possible. So yeah. um, no, I think from experience wise, it's great because then I was having a conversation with you before we jumped on. Client wise, they come to me because they've got an injury now and it's like i don't think they come to you just because they know you can sort it i think they come to you because you can relate no yeah 100 100 like if you if you've got you know you're talking about your injury and also you post about what you're doing and you're training and stuff like people can see and i, and I liked when you did it the day of like how far you've come and it was you doing the goblet squats yeah with whatever weight and then now it was like a hundred you know was a hundred kilos front squats down 15 kg dumbbell squat 12 weeks ago and now yeah albeit i, I wasn't i was way str- like i was strong. yeah yeah. you obviously had the the base of strength there already but like still yeah the the ability to lift it well and stuff like for me seeing it and like progress like that it's like fucking awesome yeah know? exactly so um, i think for people you know to your to your point like for people who are who kind of who come to you for certain reasons like they see that and they're mm-hmm. like oh right yeah so he's he's not only just you know gonna tell me what to do he also understand probably a bit more how i'm feeling right now totally rather than just being like 
because I think it is easy for anyone, whether you're a coach or and you're talking about what you're giving to a client or you're in a in anything with work and you're telling someone to do something, if you've not been in that position yourself, it can sometimes it can it can't come across in the right way. Mm-hmm. So it kind of depends on that. So thing like and this this isn't like a putting a bad word on like physios physios and stuff, but you gotta have the right physio as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's the same with everything. There's good and there's better. Yeah. Better coaches and worse coaches, better physios, worse physios, better yeah. doctors and worse doctors. <laughs> like we're gonna name drop here, but we both use Vanessa. Um because yeah. like obviously there's that trust there, but it comes Pro back to that. Physiotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also that point. She can relate to her training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. She knows what we go through and she knows that we're probably more likely to push ourselves than your average Joe. Yeah. You know, like we're probably gonna, you know, go a little bit heavier than we need to. Yeah. Um, and she knows the intensity you train at. So it's all about like my key advice would be have the right physio. Like when I did my knee, I did not get one massage on my knee. I went in two times a week to see this physio and I came out absolutely dripping in sweat. Like it was a training session, <laughs> it was balance, yeah. it was mate, it was full on. And I was like, I love it. But I wasn't set up for this, you know. I just want a little rub on my knee, like you know. But that that's the that's that's one of the other things. It's a good point, actually. I was listening to something about this the other day, talking about the the two two sides of one coin is like effort and sacrifice. And like mm-hmm. the an easy thing to do is to go into a physio, yeah, and get like or a physio or like a or not even a physio, just a, a massage of some sort, and just get it. So, oh yeah, my back sore, I'm gonna get a massage on it. So right really that's done fuck all like, that's done that that made that's made you feel good and relaxed in the moment maybe mentally you feel good about it but generally speaking in terms of helping it's not done anything and it's like there you're maybe not willing to put in the effort to fix it just yet or you're not willing to make the sacrifices that require you to stop doing certain things and start doing the harder things whereas you, what you've said there about that physio thing is the opposite it's like you've not got someone you've gone there that you didn't really probably want to do because your knee was sore and tired, but you do go through it. You make the sacrifices and the effort to do it because ultimately that's what's going to make it better and stronger so that the rest of your life is not a problem. And now I've got zero pain. I'm yeah. ne- I have never, I don't even, I sometimes I forget which knee I've injured. <laughs> that's a good sign. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? So like, yeah, as you that's said, always good. You know, so I think in terms of what we said today then, so like we're, um, if we wrap up with like what would be the maybe two or three key things, like from, from my end, I would think one of the an obvious one is definitely like when you, when you maybe feel like you are getting a niggle, an injury. And if it's, if it persists for more than a week, there's no harm in at least getting it checked out or making sure that you're communicating it to the right people, whether that's your coach or whether that's something else, do you know what I mean? Like making sure that they know about it, so that we're you're always on the same page rather than just trying to sort of ah, it'll be fine shrugging it off kind of thing i think the second point for me would be like resilience yeah like don't expect a linear um path or a yeah. linear graph because it's just not good like i can tell you right now setbacks it's impossible it's not gonna happen yeah. you know if that's it. like with anything in life it's just not going to happen same goes for injury you know you're going to have your periods where you dip and then you're going to have your periods where you're absolutely flying on top of the world so yeah yeah my second point resilience huge i would yeah. honestly that's the one thing that's probably got me through where i'm today yeah and i think on that point as well like as we've said 
the it's worthwhile doing it properly and being resilient in that moment, in that time, because overall going forward, you'd be glad for it. And I think maybe it's just the last one that even we just kind of spoke about it, but I think it is a really good point that you made in terms of look for a coach or a physio, have the team in your corner that can relate more to you. So like we said with Vanessa, she knows the kind of training that we do. So therefore like when I'm explaining to her what happens, she knows exactly what I'm talking about. Whereas like, for example, if someone came to me as a coach and told me they got injured, I don't know, like kayaking, I'd be like, right, I don't really know what that feels like, what that looks like, what I'm working here. So like there's probably better people out there for that than me. So find coaches and physios and whoever it is in your corner that can relate more to what you're doing and probably to an extent of that are more specialists in what they're dealing with with you. Yeah, more like situational as yeah. well and relevant yeah i would yeah. say situational and relevant because those two words and again towards what you're saying it's specialized yeah. to what you do yeah. you know yeah. every time i've had someone specialized my current coach i'm not too good we both are not too good to be our own coach mm-hmm. no you have a coach i have a coach yeah both for different things yeah but both know their trade very well yeah and it's like put your trust in it guarantee it'll work and it'll pay off yeah exactly exactly sweet well we'll leave the people with that hope you enjoyed today guys